And here we go! Welcome everyone again to the Ignite Rock Podcast. This is your host, Ahmed Khalifa. I'm back again and this is episode 11. I'm so excited because you are here. That is why I'm so, so excited. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate your time and listening to my voice. It's awesome, isn't it? Anyway, this is the Ignite Rock Podcast. This is where I talk to amazing, inspiring and creative individuals who have created something awesome using WordPress. This is why I have done this and this is why I love doing it. It's so, so exciting. Today, I am going to be talking to Emmanuel Blagonik. I have met him the first time in WordCamp Belfast 2016. He is originally from Croatia and he has done some really, really cool thing using WordPress. A brief introduction about him is that he co-founded one of the better known agency of WordPress agency, in fact, in Croatia and also involved in the community heavily as well. So this is going to be a really good one. Just sit back, guys. Just relax as I interview Emmanuel Blagonek. And here we go, everyone. This is going to be an exciting one. I have Emmanuel here on the line. And this is going to be a really, really interesting one because the first time I saw Emmanuel, as I saw in the intro, is in WordCamp Belfast. And I was just really interested about what he does um, with WordPress, especially back in his home in Croatia. So I'm not going to talk too long about it. I'd rather he tell me and tell us about it in more detail. So, Emmanuel, thank you very much for your time, for joining us today. And I would definitely want to start with um, just give us a little intro of who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today. So, um, first of all, thanks, Ahmed, for having me. Um, and I wish to say hello to everyone who is uh, listening to this podcast today. Um, so, as you said, I'm coming from Croatia. Uh, a lot of people from the UK and other parts of the world have been there. Uh, so, that's uh, a starting point uh, to talk with them when I'm uh, on any working, basically. Um, of myself, I, I first say that I'm a father. I'm a father of a four-year-old uh, kid. I, I really like to spend some quality time with him. But uh, when I do uh, work, because I have to work since uh, being a parent is a costly thing, um, I, uh, I enjoy doing as much as I can with the WordPress, with the design, with the WordPress community uh, and such. And it's something that, um, you know, you definitely wanted to talk about, you know, that you are a father and how it shaped you who you are today. And it's something that you're very, very proud about. And um, it's really nice to see. I remember seeing you in, a, in the conference that um, it's, it's one of, it's probably the most important thing in your life right now about being a father. I mean, I'm I'm going to assume that's what you are saying. So. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty pretty much uh, uh, correct. Um, being a father definitely changes. It, it uh, uh, puts priorities in place, you know. Um, and uh, this 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 thing uh, that I became a father did change me a lot because now that I see the world, I'm first of all trying to to make the world a better place. For my son, so um, you you mentioned that we met first at work in Belfast, 
Um, I talked about how war changed the face of Croatian politics, and it is basically a story of uh, having my priorities straight. So we got the opportunity to work on this really cool project for one of the biggest cities in Croatia, city of Vijeka, and it changed me uh, to work on that. And I worked on that because I really want to uh, make something out of uh, of I don't know, uh, what I do professionally. So one day when my son, uh, takes a look at me and takes a look at what I did, that uh, he can really be proud of for what I did. Very nice. So, and it's something that, you know, from that moment, it kind of has a knock-on effect to what you do in your everyday life, in your career and your work, and obviously everything that you do with WordPress. And I remember you talked about you know, you said there that you want to make the world uh, a better place, and not just for people around you, but for your son as well, so that has an impact. So could you talk about uh, briefly about the talks that you did in WordCamp Belfast and how you have used WordPress in Croatia? Um, could you explain to the listeners what was that about and what you know, what did you do and how um, how much of an impact has that had in your own country? So uh, I'll try to summarize it, everything. Uh, when you, you when we talk about Croatia, people usually say, hey, Croatia is such a beautiful country. We go there to have a great vacation. We have all these beautiful beaches, uh, national parks, a lot of great things to eat, to, to drink. So we, we uh, if you look from outside, we have a pretty normal everyday life but if you look from the inside you will see that uh, the last year alone around 50,000 people left Croatia for good they don't uh, plan to return back home and one of the biggest problems in Croatia is uh, fighting corruption and uh, the project that we started to work on with the city of Rijeka which is by the way uh, the most transparent city in Croatia is to build a new portal for the city government and to open source that for every other city, every other county in Croatia and maybe in the surrounding countries so they could build their own portal for free. So in that way, they could save a lot of money. And we, when, when we developed this portal, we basically tried to meet some guidelines for transparency. So we, we really focused on how the transparency of the portal worked. So how uh, do the people communicate with the local government, with the mayor, with the city councillors? Um, how, uh, how, how this information that are really important for them, for people living in these cities and counties, how are this information shown to them? So this is what we really had in mind when we started uh, to work on that project. And I'm really happy to say that uh, we are recording that and the beta uh, a website is uh, actually uh, online, and we are uh, we opened um, um, uh, sort of a pool uh, with uh, people from Rijeka, so they could give us more feedback before we push everything everything live and we open source everything on GitHub. Because at this moment, we open source only the design files, but we plan to op- open source the HTML and CSS templates 
as well as WordPress theme at the end, and some more uh, documents probably like accessibility guidelines and content strategy guidelines, which is something that uh, Croatia doesn't have at the moment. Wow. And it's something that, you know, one of the main things I picked up from that is, you know, you're talking about a community being involved into making a difference. And I have talked so many times in the past about how WordPress is such a community-based environment. You have that combined with the community that you have um, in in Croatia as well. You can create something quite powerful, um, almost like a a movement for for good, obviously, for a positive change. And um, it's so ironic that uh, you uh, work for us um, for that, which is pretty um, pretty cool as well. And how I've, I've always wanted to know from everyone, how did you get into WordPress? in the first place and you know what was your experience like with that so I, I began working with WordPress more than 10 years ago uh, it was back then uh, uh, just a little bit of WordPress that we know today you know because there, there wasn't weren't custom post types at the moment and you couldn't build everything you imagined back then but what drew me to WordPress being a designer is that uh, the documentation for WordPress is great. Uh, if you go to Codics, you will get all the information you need to get you started with WordPress with developing websites. And as a designer, I usually design things. I use Photoshop or Sketch, and after that, I go to HTML phase where I slice everything so the, this design could be actually seen in a browser. But at that point, I ex- experimented with a lot of other CMSs, um, like Typo3. I never actually tried Joomla because I didn't like it, but uh, I tried with Typo3 uh, some other really uh, not that important CMSs, and at the end, I found uh, found out about WordPress, and it re- literally changed who I am and how I do things on uh, the web today. And in time, of course, uh, I am not a WordPress developer, but I go in that direction so I could build everything I imagine in a Photoshop. I could build it myself with WordPress. And this is what I do, and this is what uh, pays me well. It's pretty cool that from all that time, you know, you're talking over 10 years ago, you first got into WordPress. I, I suppose you never thought today you'd be doing what you do right now. Um, you know, looking back of what you did, because as I understand, you are involved in WordPress in so many ways, whether it's in your uh, career and you're involved in the local community in the meetup group and and as well you're helping organize WordCamp Europe as well this year uh, in 2017 it's in Paris. I'm guessing you never really thought that's going to be your life uh, back 10 years ago. Pretty yeah. I don't know. Uh, I have this feeling that uh, whatever you do, you have this 10 years period of time where you can do uh, the best work uh, at all. Um, But I'm a designer, actually. So uh, in this 10 years period of time, I didn't do only WordPress websites, you know. So uh, a lot of things that I did uh, was user interface design. I designed one of the first POS uh, point-of-sale softwares in Croatia, in this uh, region, back in, I think it was 2008. And it was a touchscreen software that uh, worked on a lousy uh, Chinese-manufactured 
LCD touch screens, which is something really um, unimaginable, unimaginable today because we now have multi-touch screens and so on. Back then, we didn't have all these opportunities. And WordPress was always here with me, uh, and I'm really deeply in love with uh, WordPress. And not only WordPress, but the community, the uh, open source, and what WordPress can give us, and the inclusiveness uh, of WordPress. So WordPress was always here with me. And um, in the past two years, past three years maybe, and especially after the first work in Europe in uh, Leiden, in Netherlands, I started to see um, and I found a, a path, if you may uh, say something like that. I found a path that really helps me um, change things, you know. Um, we started the WordPress community in Croatia back in, I think, to, uh, 2013. Uh, with our first meetup, uh, we held our 15th meetup just um, uh, last week. Uh, we started meetups in other cities as well. So today uh, there are five cities that organized or, or have organized a meetup in Croatia. Uh, our community is growing uh, each year. So this is something that makes me really proud. And I see all these people that started to work with WordPress. And coming from Croatia... Um, it's it's a bit different situation uh, down here, and not only in Croatia, but in other uh, surrounding countries like Bosnia and Herzegovina, Serbia, Montenegro, Macedonia. Um, what we do and what we got paid for uh, at the end of the month is uh, way less than what you probably get paid in the UK. So, what is a way of uh, building a better life for a lot of people here. And this is uh, something that I'm really proud of, to be this small part in uh, this popularization of WordPress. It's, it's, it's amazing to think that um, all these people coming together, community, different places, um, just making it more popular and making a difference for them. For anybody, you know, on, from the outside, you know, for whatever reason, you would never assume that there is such a thriving, vibrant community in Croatia and the surrounding areas, uh, especially in the WordPress community. And it's something that you know I learned from yourself as well, that it's actually bigger than I thought, because I know every single country has some kind of community. And it could be big or small, it doesn't really matter, there's a community, but... I, I think, sorry to interrupt you, Ahmed, but yeah. I think that it doesn't matter if you are holding a meetup for 10 people or 100 people or 1,000 people. It really doesn't matter because if you are helping those 10 people and you are doing a great job uh, because you are uh, showing that 10 people how to be better, how to do things, you, you help them communicate with each other to network and so on. So uh, every meetup uh, really matters. It doesn't uh, the numbers are here just for statistics, you know. Uh, I think that the numbers are not that important. Uh, what lies uh, below that is uh, what is really important. I agree. I agree 100% agree. I have mentioned in the past that in Edinburgh, the meetup is a few dozen people, but it's a really, way, really nice. Welcome to Edinburgh coming on. I'm re really looking forward to Well, this there. is the thing. Welcome Edinburgh. Hopefully it's going to happen in uh, 2017. And, you know, we tend to have people, uh, not just in a, in a local um, area, 
but across the UK and of course abroad as well. That's how it works really um, in the WordPress community and WordCamp. But you know, it's it's enough in um, the, the meetup we have in Edinburgh to able to have a WordCamp in Edinburgh as well. And the past one in 2015 was successful, and uh, everyone really enjoyed themselves. We had really really good talks, and of course the after party was fun. But that's another story. Maybe after parties are fun, you know. We're going to have the coming fest. I don't know if we should uh, maybe have a different podcast just for the after parties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if people come from abroad just for the after party, you know what? Good, good for them. Um, I'm not going to stop them for doing that. Um, but I, I, I agree with you that it's not about the number of people you have. It's, it, it's quality over quantity, really, in this case. And, you know, this, the few dozen that we have currently in Edinburgh is, is fantastic. So I'm sure the same applies um, for you in Croatia as well. And as I understand, you're going to have work camp in, in Zagreb in is it September, is it? Yeah, so uh, in Croatia, we we started with work in Croatia two years ago. And last year, when the foundation changed the rules, we, we couldn't call it work in Croatia anymore, but the idea of the Croatian community was to host work camp in a different city each year. So uh, first year it was in Rijeka, uh, the second one last September was in uh, Split, and the next one will be in Zagreb. Uh, we already, I know that we already sent the application, uh, yep. but we didn't yep. uh, get the answer yet, so if uh, someone from the foundation or the community team is um, listening to this podcast, please help us. Get a work camp. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, it's always a uh, work camp in Croatia first week of September. We do a one day work camp with one track. This year we will maybe have two tracks. Um, after that on Sunday is the contributor day. And what is really great uh, that we started the first year uh, and continued uh, the second one was that we held workshops. Uh, on Friday, so that was uh, a day before work camp. Um, and the most amazing thing happened is that uh, these workshops are free for everyone. So if you're interested in WordPress, you could go to a workshop, learn something new about WordPress, and we usually have the beginners uh, beginners workshop and maybe more advanced workshops. And you don't have to go to work camp if for some reason you can't or you can't afford all of the prices that are uh, really affordable. Uh, price of work camps uh, are really affordable and work camp in Croatia is only 20 euros. So, um, yeah, I forgot what your question was. I hope I answered it. <laughs> it seems like a <laughs> I mean, that's, um, yeah, you should definitely. Oh, yeah. No, it, it sounds really cool. And that's the thing that I tell a lot of people is that work camp is not, you know, necessarily for advanced people, experts only. It's for anyone. And that could, could be intermediate or advanced in various fields. You're almost guaranteed to learn something from WordCamp, whatever you do. And like you said yourself, you know, the, the workshops and so on alongside it, or even just talking to people there and getting to know um, a number of people, you could learn so much um, that you can apply it to yourself in your own company, your project, your you know, website might be a hobby thing. It doesn't matter. It's suitable for everyone. So, exactly. uh, so anyone who's going to Croatia, forget about Dubrovnik and all these beaches. Just go to Zagreb in September. <laughs> <laughs> go there. 
and you have a good time. I'm sure the after party will be good there as well. So it will. It will. It will do best like the previous years. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on that as well. So um, and of course you're you're also involved in the um, World Camp Europe, um, which is the biggest one obviously in Europe. And just like the one in Croatia, it goes around Europe. Last year was Vienna. This year in 2017 it is Paris. And uh, I'm I'm told that there could be around 2,000 attendees. Um, there, uh, actually, actually, uh, I have uh, data from today, and uh, we already sold 2,300 uh, tickets. Wow. So um, I, I think we are aiming to something like 3,000, 3,300 people uh, this year, which will uh, make work Europe the largest work camp in the world. Wow, that is incredible. I'm, and I'm sure everyone in the U.S. will be thinking, how did that happen? And because well, in the in the Philadelphia one, and I will, I will answer that. Um, I, I, as I said before, this is not uh, this is not a competition. Uh, working to us is great for the people living in the U.S. Working to Europe is great for the people living in Europe. Uh, of course, there will be a lot of Europeans going to the states and uh, people from the America and uh, other parts of the world coming to Europe and this is this is really amazing because it gives you the opportunity to network with people like-minded uh, and this is this is something really incredible in terms of community in terms of inclusion and I'm really am proud to be a part of uh, something like that like working to Europe is. Of course, no, I can understand that, and it's something that I, I'm I'm planning to attend as of today. That you know, um, I want to go and attend work camp in uh, Paris, and um, it, it's something that I'm more excited about. It's just been around so many different like-minded people from various countries, all have different skills, all have different um, ideas, ambitions, all these things, and I think that alongside visiting the talks and you know everything that comes with work camp it's one of the most exciting part of our work camp and it's just so so much fun to be a part of it and i can't wait to um see it whether see it on uh online and wordpress.tv or see it in person it sounds like it's going to be a great event so um you've got your work cut out for you guys <laughs> it's, a, it's a good job it's pretty impressive what you're doing i hope you did get your tickets because it will sell out really soon. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, if you don't hey, get I will, ticket, wait, I will wait a minute to buy, uh, for you to buy your ticket. Don't okay. Worry. I'll be here. I'll be around. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I need that. Um, <laughs> because I can't just arrive in Paris and then I'm standing at the door, you know, looking, oh, wait, I forgot my ticket. Um, no. I'll try my best to do that as well. You don't have a brilliant ticket. You, have, you, you could only... Take it with your mobile phone and show it on the entrance, and that will be yeah, true. everything you need to have. So, uh, wonderful. Yeah, technology. 2017. It's uh, it, 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 it going to be exciting. I think um, if we're going to be up 2017, and um, uh, you know, Edinburgh is coming up this year. Hopefully, you got that grip. I mean, you're a busy guy. You've got a lot of things to plan this year. Um, I don't know how you do it, but you know, well, well done for. Uh, having that energy and stamina to keep going so it's pretty pretty impressive and one thing i wanted to ask a lot of people in different skills different mindset is that you know what advice 
would you give to those who want to start their own WordPress website? What would advice would you give them? Because everyone would have their own opinion about WordPress without even trying it. And I'm sure you've heard that it's not right for them or too complicated or I've heard that it is X, Y, and Z. What advice would you say to those um, who dealt with uh, WordPress and they want to start their own website? So if you have a business and you are looking for the best solution for your uh, website, for your business, uh, then WordPress is definitely a good option. And if you don't have a, a pretty large budget, you could always start with some of the things from the WordPress.org theme repository, which is uh, which are really good. Uh, if not, you could always uh, get premium themes on web shops like WoodThemes and and others. Um, I'm I'm all not that a big fan of uh, premium themes. Also, uh, although I I recommend them to people that don't have such a long uh, such a big budget. Uh, if you have a budget, though, uh, I would definitely recommend to find an agency that could help you. Uh, see what they did in the past, if these uh, designs they did, if this is something that is visually appealing to you, and you can find yourself in that, in that image of theirs, um, and try to contact them. And the most important thing that anyone should remember is, uh, that having the strictly client, um, client and agency, uh, connection maybe is not such a good uh, way today. Uh, I'm more of uh, building a partnership with agency because a uh, website is not over when it's over. You know? um, after the website is over, there is a lot of things to do, uh, including SEO, including uh, various optimizations like speed optimization and so on. Uh, you should think definitely uh, about, about accessibility as well. Um, and how to show that content to a lot of people, uh, a lot of your potential next clients. So um, go with professionals whenever you can afford it. It's um, a lot of good points there, and especially that last point you said about accessibility. People don't always think about that um, when they have a website built up or have a project in line. It's not something that they think of it immediately to make it easy for everyone to access your website, regardless of their of their disability, for example. And um, it's something that, you know, again, it's, it's just how WordPress works. It's, they really, really make it a big deal about making sure that everyone can be involved in WordPress, make it easy for everyone to use the website, making it easy for everyone to access it and engage with the website. And at the end of the day, if you have built a website which makes it easier for people to interact with, well, that's a, that's a good start. Because I do have a website that is difficult to access on your mobile or difficult to access because maybe the font is too small and so on and so forth, then you're making it difficult for your own customers. So accessibility is important. Um, at the very least, you know, bare minimum, make it easy on mobile devices so that people can read it on there without pinching and all these things. Um, but I know that this, I this things change, and these things change. Uh, back in, if you if you take a look back uh, ten years ago, we started well, maybe even more than ten years ago. Uh, sometimes in two thousand five, two thousand six, 
that, that was the years when we talked a lot about web standards and how to um, how to separate content from the visual layer. And then in, uh, I think, 2010 to 2011, uh, we started talking about responsive design. And these things change slowly. It takes time to change things. But um, in our world, Google is the most important thing online. So if you're not on Google, you are not um, accessible to your customers. And when Google said, we will, uh, we will penalize, uh, or maybe Ahmed, you will definitely have a better world. But when Google said, we will definitely, uh, give more importance to the websites that are responsive, then everything started to change. And when Google in the next step, probably will say that we will, uh, promote websites that are accessible to everyone, then this will uh, change as well. And I think that we're, we're really close. We had uh, responsive web design a couple of years ago, and then we started to think about optimizing for mobile devices. And I'm not, not uh, talking only about the screen resolution uh, optimization, but the speed optimization as well, because it's not the same if you open a desktop website on a mobile phone on uh, the edge connection or a 3G or 4G connection. It's, it's different. And I think that the next big thing will be accessibility. And it's, uh, it's really making me happy. It's a very, very good point that it seems to be more and more of an emphasis on accessibility and making things easier, easier for the users. And you're right, the word responsive design is such a trend, um, a few years ago that everyone jumped on board. I mean, it makes sense to do it. It's, uh, something that you know, has benefit to everybody, really, um, responsive design. But you make a good point that, you know, there has been responsive design, and then we're talking about site speed. It has to be quick enough for those on slow connections to be able to access information on website. Um, people talk about AMP, which is accelerated mobile uh, performance as well, you know, make it easier and quicker, even more for users to access your information and website. You're right. It, it's a very, very good point that the next big thing, or maybe we are in this big thing, is accessibility. So, you know, take it on board, everyone. It's not something that you should dismiss so much. Um, you know, take it as important as the design, the development, the your cool, shiny gadget on the website, whatever you're going to do. Just take it on board as accessibility. So it's good points. Very good points. If you take a look back and... If you try to look why we did some changes and why for some things change uh, did uh, arrive so slowly, it is because we as web people, and I mean designers, developers, say that something is hard. And we're saying for accessibility today that it's hard because we don't understand it. We don't understand what exactly do we need to do. But if you take a look... uh, just below this hard thing. Accessibility is not that hard. It is the way we should build websites. We are not talking about responsive websites anymore. We are talking about websites. And responsive is just a part of building a website. Like, the accessibility will be hopefully in a year or two. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a good point, actually, because 
we shouldn't have to use the word responsive from here onwards. It should be a standard now. We should just call yes. it a website and that's it. So yeah, that's actually a very, very good point. I like the way you said that and it, it, it had to happen this way, but maybe from here onwards, you just say website, everyone will automatically assume that it is responsive. Maybe it will take a bit more time to get there, but hopefully we are on that right path anyway. So sounds really good. So if we are going to talk about, you know, just a bit more about yourself, what would you say is your biggest strength? Uh, I, I don't know, really. Um, I think that my biggest strength possibly is um, the broad view I have. Uh, I started uh, my professional career as a journalist. Then after that, I started to uh, work with video editing. And just after that, I started to work as a designer, as a web designer, as a user interface designer. So I have all these things that I learned, all these experiences somewhere in, my, in, in me that is basically um, making me a better designer, at least uh, I, I'm, I'm possibly some, someone who better understands what the user needs, what a client needs, and can help them both with that. Okay, that's really interesting, actually. So then, let's switch you around. What's your biggest weakness, and how do I you go around the, it? This is the, the biggest weakness as well, because... Uh, I'm not someone who is easily employable because I have all these things that I know and I'm not at top 100% of any of those, but I'm, <laughs> I'm probably really close to that. And this is something that makes you probably unemployable, but I don't care because I'm fluenting, so it's not a problem for me. So you're saying that maybe sometimes it's better to be um, you know, a master of one than a jack of all. It is definitely, uh, definitely it is. Uh, but this being ma- master of jack of all trades uh, is helping me uh, do the things, the business that I do. And this is usually helping uh, to create websites for companies in IT that are selling software worldwide. Uh, so I have worldwide clients. And I'm really focused on uh, optimizing the experience of uh, both the customer, so both the client who is managing this website and the customer who is coming to the websites to learn something or buy something. And this couldn't be possible if I don't have, if I didn't have all this uh, information in me, all this uh, broad view that I had. So then this is kind of similar to my next question because I was going to ask you if you had to start again, what would you do differently? Would that be the answer to your question then, what you just said? Uh, I'm not sure really because I'm I'm thinking a lot. The uh, last couple of years were, were really tough for me. Um, getting through divorce, uh, having uh, financial problems, having to lay off people. We had a company with a couple of employees. We had to let them go. Uh, these are all experiences that shape you to what you are today. So I'm not sure if I would change anything. Maybe I w- would make better decisions along the way. But uh, even these uh, mistakes that I made made me what I am today. So I wouldn't change those. 
it it makes sense. I mean, I would never say to anyone there is a right or wrong answer to this question. Everyone has their own personal experience. But I can understand what you said. It you know, all these years of going through the ups and downs, it shaped who you are today. And if it wasn't for that experience, who knows what what, what we you would be like today. So it's a, it's it's a good point and. But like I said, it doesn't mean that everyone should think like that or maybe you change something. Maybe you can learn from your experience in the past. But mm-hmm. no, it's a, it's a very valid point. I like yeah, that. Yeah, we are, we are all different. Uh, and my path and your path are not the same. Even my brother, who is quite similar to me and our path crossed so many times, we don't have the, the same path. We don't uh, cherish the same things. We don't have the same experiences. So that's uh, normal. No, it's true. It's very, very normal. I, even my own family, Derek, family, my brother and sister. Yeah, we have been brought up, you know, in the same place and same, um, you know, same family house and so on. But we are very different people um, in terms of how we live our life and experience and our career and so on. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody should be criticized for being different to other people. It's just who you are and, today. And keep we one, celebrate that. Keep one thing in mind that priorities change over time. So what was really important for me ten years ago, it's not that important to me now. Um, now I am um, older person, uh, thirty-five years old. I really uh, like to be part of the community. I really like helping other people. Uh, so this is what. Uh, keeps me going through all these uh, ups and downs, through, through all these bad times. And I couldn't do it 10 years ago because I didn't have the experience back then. It's, it's all a very good point. And I agree with you 100%. Especially, for example, now that you are a father and, you know, your priority changes, your lifestyle change because you have different priorities. So and mm-hmm. that's perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just how life works, the stages that you go through life. So, and the one, only one more thing I wanted to ask about is, you've mentioned it earlier about what you're most proud about, but I was just going to ask you anyway, ask you again, what are you most proud about with your, with your own business, your freelancing, your career? What is it you're most proud about? So, if you, we're talking business, um, I think that the, I'm the most proud about of uh, that I really tried and did my best every time. So whatever, if I worked with a small client or a really big client, I did 100%. I did even more if I could. And this is something that makes me really proud. If we are talking about the other personal part, uh, that I'm most proud of my son and when I see him going through life and being there for him, being a support for him, and this is what makes me really proud. And these two things are really combined in my case. That's fantastic. I really like that. And it's really, really nice uh, two-sided way of, you know, on your business side, on your personal side, but they have an overlap um, together as well, which is, which is really, really nice as well. So... This has been really, really good chat, really, really interesting. You know, this is why I wanted to have you on board, especially after seeing you in WordCamp Belfast and seeing your talk. It just got me more intrigued about your background, and it was good to keep in touch and so on. So 
really enjoyed chatting with you and I really again want to thank you for your time and everything. I just want to, you know, ask if you, um, if people want to find you and online or anywhere, where could they find you? So I have a website, uh, Emmanuel Blagonitz, Blagor. So it's Emmanuel Blagonitz, my uh, name and uh, second name, but um, I think they will find me there. That's totally fine. I will make sure to make it easier for them, and I'll, I'll put it in the in the show note as well. That's um, really nice for me. Um, that'd be helpful, I suppose. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, again, um, Emmanuel, thank you very much for your time. Thank you again, and thank you for having me. And that is it. Thank you, Emmanuel, once again for coming on to the show. Really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate your time. And I really enjoyed talking to you over the past six months or so in different places. And this is the thing, listeners. The reason why I was very interested in bringing Emmanuel on the show and also to see his talk in World Camp Verify 2016, it's really interesting to see how WordPress has an impact on the community around you and even, to an extent, the country you live in and Emmanuel's case is Croatia. WordPress have played a big part on helping the community in Croatia to raise their profile, to give them a voice, and really create a really amazing community that brings people together and create something fantastic. And it's really, really interesting. And make sure you listen to his talk. I will put that on the show note. And you can find that show note on ignitewalk.com forward slash episode 11. I really hope you enjoyed your time. If you did, I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes. It would make me so, so happy. So, I hope you enjoyed it. In the meantime, let's rock with WordPress.